everyone to a special mini episode of Steeping Together, where we explore a specific topic within the vast world of tea with a tea enthusiast. I'm your tea-obsessed host, Marika, and today's going to be interesting. (laughs) So, there are thousands of ingredients one can use when steeping the perfect cup. From herbs to spices, sugars to milk, there is no shortage of fascinating ingredients that are added to one's cup to enhance that perfect sipping session. It's almost impossible to know where to start. So today, I let our resident ingredient expert, Celia ACA, pick an ingredient that she feels very strongly about in order to get our series of episodes regarding ingredient deep dives started. She's super passionate And love it or hate it, I think most people have an opinion about this ingredient as well. So let's get this thing started. Hey, Celia. Hi, Marika. That's well said. I I think I would agree with you on that. All right. So, Celia, for anyone who would have missed your previous interviews on Steeping Together, who, who, who are you? Well, I'm Celia. I am a tea and sustainability specialist here at David's Tea. And I am passionate about all things plants. I have a background in conservation and horticulture, and both of those things led me to tea as well, because tea is just plants. And when I look at an ingredient in a tea, I really want to know every single thing about it. I Mm -hmm. want to know what family it's in, what genus it's in. I want to know what other plants it's related to, how their benefits can be similar, how they affect our palate, how they affect our stomachs, how, you know, every single thing about that ingredient I want to know. And that's how I treat every single tea. So when you asked me to choose an ingredient for this podcast, I was pretty excited because in my spare time, believe it or not, one of the things that I spend the most time thinking about is if I were trapped on a desert island, what five, and I could only have five plants with me, What five plants would those be? And, you know, sometimes it changes depending on something new that I've learned, something that I'm really passionate about in the moment. But one thing is certain, licorice root is always in that list. Wow, really? Yeah, it is. That's fascinating to me (laughs) because um, I think a lot of people, like I said at the top of the episode, have a love it or hate it relationship with licorice. And I love true licorice. I hate false licorice. Yeah. And so I think it's really important that we start there because these are two completely different things. You nailed it right (laughs) right off the bat. So often when I say I love licorice root, people get this look on their face. They look so disgusted. And then I have to say, no, 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 wait. What you're thinking of, you know, that licorice flavor is not licorice root. So originally, yes, licorice root was maybe used to flavor a lot of licorice products, but recently as a society, we've moved to using anise to flavor licorice products. Mm -hmm. So when you taste something and you're like, I don't like licorice, most likely you don't like anise. Right. And it's maybe time to give licorice root another try. Right. So just so everybody, we're on the same page here as Mm -hmm. a child. I had, like, a piece of black licorice candy yeah. and was revolted. And that continues to this day. Like, I see, like, a black jelly bean. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 thank you. I'm good. <laughs> this is – it's so intense and it's so overwhelming. Um, and some people love it. I mean, some people love that and there's nothing wrong with those people I mean, by yeah. any means. I like licorice root, but I also love – 
black licorice. Right, okay. I'm, I come from a Dutch family. My mom used to bribe right. me to play my violin with trapeze, like, <laughs> the salted black licorice. So, like, That's I'm very familiar. That's a story for a whole other yeah, episode. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. It's like, I need more details. <laughs> I love black licorice, but I don't think of it as the same thing at all. Right. And when I was maybe 16 or 17... I was given, like, a licorice stick. And by I mean mm-hmm. licorice stick, I mean a branch. I was given a branch a of wood. A root. Well, yeah. th- what I saw was a stick. So yeah. what <laughs> is a branch. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah, to your point, later on I discovered, like, it's actually a root. Um, and when you chew on it, it's radically different from anise or black licorice candy. Can you, like, yeah. describe totally. this flavor? Because it's it's so unique. Yeah. So, licorice, the plant, the scientific name is Glycorrhiza glabra, and there's a component in this plant, background, the plant is in the pea family, Fabaceae, it's like related to peas and beans, which is pretty interesting to me, maybe some of you out there as well. (laughs) And (laughs) there's a component in this plant that's called glycorrhizin, which comes from the scientific name of the, the plant itself. And that component is said to be 50 times sweeter than sugar. Whoa. So it's a very sweet flavor that you're getting. And it's one of the reasons why a lot of kids actually really like it because you're like chewing on this very sweet thing. It's Mm -hmm. like pretty fun. And it's usually the root that you're getting. And it's one of the reasons why we use it in tea so much. Right. Because we, we love to find things that add natural sweetness to our cups of tea. And why not use it here? And the other thing that you're going to be finding when you suck on that or when you chew on that root is that you get kind of like a a film. It's going to be kind of like slippery or soft, you know, and that's because licorice root is a, something called a demulsant. So a demulsant is kind of like adds, how could I describe this? Like something very, like it kind of intensifies the film in your mouth. You know, you have saliva and you have that that feeling um, and licorice root is actually helping add to that. If it's damaged, it can it can help repair that. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the reasons why it feels so good if you have a sore throat and you drink something that's really high in licorice root. It's going to feel amazing because it's that coating feeling that's covering your throat. And if you have an upset stomach, you're going to be experiencing a very similar thing because guess what? Your stomach lining is also made up of that like film mm-hmm. and you want to be helping it out when you have an upset stomach. So... It's one of the reasons why licorice root is one of those ingredients that I just reach for all the time, mm-hmm. no matter what my symptom, if I have a sore throat, if I have a runny nose, if I have an upset stomach, I'm reaching for it. And it's my BFF, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Like, your description was so perfect because it coats your mouth. It mm-hmm. is a film. I'm going to be totally honest with you, Celia. Yeah. That description sounded gross. Like, it sounds nasty, but, like... You're so right, because when I eat a licorice stick or have a licorice, a pure licorice infusion, it coats my whole mouth. I don't associate it with the word film, and I'm really going to have to purge yeah, that okay. word from my mind now. Because Sorry. <laughs> it's no, because it's it's accurate. I mean, you, what you were giving was a very extremely accurate description of what it does, because it does coat your mouth. And it sometimes, for the people who don't like real licorice, they don't enjoy that sensation. Yeah. It's very rare that people don't enjoy the flavor, because it's just a natural sweetener. Um, but a lot of people don't enjoy that sensation. They don't yeah. like the fact that their whole mouth is now encompassed with this sensation. 
to me, it's a very soothing, comforting sensation. I agree. And what you said is true. It goes into your throat. So if you have a sore throat, your best friend is licorice. It really is because it kind of protects you from that dry, scratchy feeling. Yeah. And if you have an upset stomach, it really just kind of, it's kind of like a, like a comforting hug for your tummy. It's almost like you're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Just calm, just calm down. I'm going to coat you. And that's just going to soothe it just enough for you to get better on the other side. Exactly. It's, one of the few ingredients that I've ever had to describe, like, in that amount of detail. Because usually mm-hmm. we talk about, like, well, you talk about, like, the genus. <laughs> I've never attempted Latin ever. Um, but we talk about the flavor. We talk about why we like it. But with licorice, you can't get away from its effect on you. There's just no, everybody feels the sensation when they eat it or drink it or steep it. Yeah, I love it because you just know that it's working immediately. Mm-hmm. You just take your cup of licorice root tea and you drink it and you feel that sensation immediately and it's funny that you said like the word film maybe wasn't the best word I was kind of trying to steer clear of like the words mucous membrane and now I'm saying them so we're going there (laughs) (laughs) cats out of the bag mucous membrane everyone relieving the irritation of your mucous membrane when you drink ingredients that are demulcent so that is licorice root. Sometimes I think of like, oh gosh, like maybe violets, um, mm-hmm. other thing, other ingredients that have that effect. But I and like linden is one of those as well. But I find that licorice root is really the first one I reach for, and it's the one that I feel the most instantly. You said something that just went completely over my head. Demulcent. 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 Yes. And that reacts with the mucous membrane. Thank yes. you. <laughs> Can you explain that, how that works a little bit, or? Well, I guess a really good example might be okra. Have okay. you ever cooked okra? I've, I have I don't cook, but I've eaten okra, yes. Yeah, so okay. when you cook it and you get kind of like that. Slimy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And now just, like, take a moment and run your tongue over your the sides of your cheeks. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Can you feel the similarity between the two? Oh, now I can't unsee it. Okay. Maybe I'm going too far. (laughs) Now every time I touch my tongue to the side of my mouth, I'm going to think about okra. No, you're not going too far. mucus membranes. mucus membranes. Oh, no, no, no. That that illustrates it perfectly. Yeah, if I run my tongue along the inside of my cheeks, I know exactly what sensation you're talking about. Okay, so the demystifier? The demulsant. Thank you. No problem. What does that do? Yeah, so the demulsant, like okra is a demulsant. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is... You're just helping relieve any irritation that's going on there. Um, in some cases, it can be actually helping repair that lining. You know, it's a, it's a lot of different things that are going on, mm-hmm. and it's pretty exciting. <laughs> I think it's exciting. I feel like I'm either going to feel really good when you answer my next question Uh-oh. or really stupid. Okay. Demulcent? Demulcent. Why won't my brain register this information? I don't know. Demulcent. Demulcent. Is aloe vera a demulcent? Ooh, good question. I believe it is. <gasps> Yay! I, th- I mean, topical, right? We're not necessarily when you, like, ingest it. But when you said, like, okra and you said the kind of coating effect and the kind of healing effect. Yeah. And you'll notice it, like, if you have a cup of linden as well and you leave it out for the night, y- you might notice that it gets kind of that, that sticky I've never done that, but I'm going to now. I mean, I always do because I only ever get through half a cup of linden tea because (laughs) I I fall asleep immediately. And then the next morning I'm like, I wonder what that tastes like. Of course. It's a little little slimy sometimes, but that's just the nature of it. 
<laughs> I know it's working. <laughs> you do know when licorice is working. That's what's so interesting is that with a lot of plants and herbs, I mean, some things you can feel their effects immediately. Ginger for me, like as soon as I drink ginger, I feel like that heat, that burn, especially when I'm sick, it feels so mm-hmm. good. When I'm nauseated, it works almost instantly. It's one of those plants, uh, well, roots that works just really, really well for me. And licorice can be counted among that. You know, there is a sensation. There is an immediacy to it. Like, mm-hmm. I think of our tea, uh, throat rescue. Whenever I make a cup of throat rescue, I feel the licorice effect immediately. Oh, totally. And it's not a licorice tea. It's not tea that, it like, it's not, the main ingredient is not licorice. There are other ingredients in yeah. throat rescue. But the thing that I feel instantly is that coating, is that comfort, um, is my throat immediately feels much, much better. Much better. It's a really incredible tea for its effect as opposed to its flavor. Yeah. So we've talked about how it really, how you can see that and feel that immediately, I guess, feel it immediately. But there are other things going on in the background with licorice root as well. So it is one of the best known immunity boosters. So it's the other reason why I drink it all the time. If I have a little sniffle, um, as soon as I have a sore throat, it might help the feeling, but I also know that it's helping with my immunity. And it is also a well-known adaptogen. So adaptogen is a word that we're starting to see a lot more in mainstream media. And I think people are starting to use it commonly as they express themselves about plants, about ingredients that they're using to kind of help adapt to stress. Yeah. So, you know, we're always looking for things in this world that can (laughs) help us adapt to the the day-to-day stress of life. And licorice root is one of those ones that I reach for when I really need, need something there. That being said, it's a very strong herb. So even though I'm talking about it this passionately, <laughs> it's not an ingredient I drink every day. Right. It is a, like a very cause and effect herb for me. It's right. not something that I incorporate into my routine mm-hmm. because I want to be able to reach for it when I need it specifically. Mm-hmm. And as always, when we're talking about incorporating new plants into your life, we always talk about like maybe discussing with a doctor if that's what's best for you. And we always want people to feel comfortable with what they're what they're consuming. So most importantly, we want you to enjoy your tea, mm-hmm. enjoy the flavor. If it's not a flavor for you, that's okay. Yeah, for sure. But secondly, we want you to feel comfortable with what you're consuming and what you're putting in your body. So it's always good to just check. Yeah, and, and it's a personal choice. If you don't like the sensation, mm-hmm. don't use it. I wouldn't recommend it necessarily as a sweetener that people should add <laughs> to their tea because like we yeah. do it here with our teas because we're working really hard to create that perfect balance where it acts as a sweetener, but isn't always necessarily going to have enough within that um, blend exactly. to give you a strong mouthfeel. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, just add licorice, uh, a, a branch, a, a root of licorice to your <laughs> tea and like that'll sweeten it. There will be other effects uh, given to the yeah. mouthfeel, to the texture, to the way your body adapts to it. I'm pretty sure there are people out there who must have adverse reactions to licorice, much in the same way that you can have adverse reactions to valerian, as we discussed in one of our previous yeah. episodes. Just because Absolutely. it is widely considered to be an adaptogen to stress does not mean that that's going to work for you. Exactly. So, like, as soon as it doesn't work for you, that's okay. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to a friend. <laughs> totally. <laughs> 
Well, I'm really happy that we were able to sit down and really talk about true versus false licorice. I mean, I appreciate like all of your knowledge and all of your passion for this particular topic. <laughs> but I think really we had to start by saying there there is one true licorice and it is an, an it's an amazing amazing root with so many benefits, so many textures, so much potential and don't um, if you see it in an ingredient list somewhere, don't be like me 20 years ago and be like, licorice, ew, never, because I really avoided a lot of those teas for many, many years because I just didn't like black licorice. And I was yeah. like, I don't want to associate, I don't, I'm not going to pay to have that in my cup. If you see <laughs> licorice in an ingredient list, it may just be to add sweetness. It yeah. could be to help with a sore throat or a cold. It could be good for your immunity. It's, it's a really miraculous little root, isn't it? It sure is. Well, thank you so much, Celia. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear which ingredient you want to focus on next time. Because this was, when I asked you what ingredient would you like to talk about, you immediately said licorice. And I was like, okay, fa- fair enough. I'm not going to argue yeah, with you. There are just so many misconceptions about it. And I just want everybody to know the truth, you know? <laughs> the truth about licorice. Yes. Here we go. So... Thanks again, and thank you to everyone for listening to today's mini episode. If you would like to reach us with comments, questions, or topics for another mini episode, like what ingredients would you like us to focus on? Cinnamon? Ginger? Linden? The list numbers in the thousands, and you can let us know by writing into steeping.together at davidstea.com or through our website, davidstea.com. Have a great week, and happy steeping, everyone. Thank you.